What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Give them a follow now. Hey guys, today is Wednesday, April 27th, with you here today getting ready to preview Game 5 of the Warriors-Denver Nuggets series. Warriors coming off of a loss at Denver. We're going to be talking a little bit about that game, but more importantly, focusing on the game tonight. So, with that being said, we have news that Steph Curry has been cleared from all minutes restrictions. So, you know, it's my personal opinion that I do believe Steph Curry will be re-entering the starting lineup tonight. I think this is where a lot of people, um, you know, maybe defer or, you know, there's been, there was a Shams report this morning from sources that the Warriors are considering starting the five-man lineup of Poole, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, and Green, um, which has been, you know, the new kind of, quote, death lineup or fast five lineup, um, the nicknames. There's still a lot of nicknames out there for this group. I don't think I've seen anything that's really stuck yet. There's no consensus nickname for this five-man lineup. And while I do agree that, you know, this has been the closing lineup for the Warriors throughout most of this Denver series, you've got the incredibly offensively talented and gifted three-guard three guard lineup of Poole, Curry, and Thompson, and then on the defensive end, Wiggins and Draymond Green really anchoring the four or five spots. Now, you know, I have no problem with this lineup. I think this is a great lineup. I do not disagree that Steve Kerr will go to this group at some point in the game and that this group will likely be the guys that close out the game, assuming um, that, you know, this game doesn't get out of hand in either direction and we end up in garbage time. But I do have my concerns about this group being the starting lineup coming into this game five. And it's not for reasons that I think that they can't perform. There's no question that these guys can perform. I just said I expect, you know, Steve Kerr to go to this group in the closing, in closing moments. Um, But, you know, really, really the conversation focuses around Draymond Green. Nikola Jokic has been just an absolute beast in this series. And, you know, the difference in game four compared to games one, two, and three, is that the others for Denver finally stepped up. You had Aaron Gordon, Bones Highland, and Monty Morris all playing fairly productive, um, scoring the ball. And so, you know, that's all it took for Denver. Taking a look at the box score real quick. So we had Aaron Gordon with 21 points on 5 of 11 shooting, Nikola Jokic 37 and eight and six assists. No surprises there. Monty Morris with 24 points on 7-11 shooting, five of seven from three. Bones Highland, 15 points on five of 10 shooting. 
Uh, DeMarcus Cousins had 10 points on three of three shooting. And that was about it. And so, you know, you've got three guys scoring 20 plus. Looks looks an awful lot. Looks awfully similar to Golden State Warriors box scores in this series. Um, but that was the main difference here. And so to start this game with that five-man lineup of Poole, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, and Green, no question the best offensive group that the Warriors could throw out there on the floor. Defensively, they're more than capable, but you put Draymond in a position where he's starting the game on Jokic, which he's more than capable of doing. We saw in game three, Green make that pivotal play down the stretch to get a steal and pick the pockets of Nikola Jokic to really seal that game. Um, Very quintessential Draymond Green-esque play. Reminds me a lot of a past game in similar situation where Green was defending Anthony Davis uh, and very much similar play where he picked his pocket at the end to really put the game away. So... Um, for me, the issue here is why are we putting Draymond Green on Nikola Jokic to start the game? We already know that he's going to be defending Jokic to close out the game. So while there's no question that that group has the most potential offensively, defensively, you're just putting a lot of additional pressure on Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins. So in this situation, Wiggins is going to match up with Aaron Gordon and Draymond's going to match up with Nikola Jokic. I don't think there's a lot of disagreement in that the key for the Denver Nuggets to win another game and extend this series is going to be the continued um, the continued success of Nikola Jokic's teammates. The Aaron Gordon, Monty Morris, Bones Highland, maybe you throw in Will Barton, DeMarcus Cousins um, in the conversation as well in that those guys need to score and be productive. And so... You slide over Wiggins on Aaron Gordon. Um, I do think that Wiggins is more than capable of guarding Aaron Gordon, but I do believe that Wiggins has thrived more defending smaller guards than he has guarding bigger forwards. And and you put Draymond Green on Nikola Jokic, you put a lot. You're asking a lot of Draymond right from the tip. And so I have not seen as of 2.45 p.m. Pacific time when I'm recording this podcast, I have not seen any definitive news from the Golden State Warriors or Steve Kerr with confirmation on the starting lineup. I don't expect that that news will be released um, right until tip-off. Kerr has shown a reluctance to give away free information when it doesn't benefit, you know, the team. So I don't think that there's any benefit in telling the Denver Nuggets who you're going to start up until the last minute possible. So, you know, I think I'd be a little bit more comfortable with Kevon Looney in there and go with the traditional starting lineup of Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and Looney. And let Draymond Green start on Aaron Gordon. Shut him down. Don't let Aaron Gordon get going early. Don't let him get easy putbacks at the rim. Let Kevon Looney bang and bump with Nikola Jokic. Pick up some silly fouls. Um, you know, maybe punish him or attempt to punish him on the on the O boards. And if it doesn't work out, you know, three four minutes into the first quarter, sub out Looney and and plug in. Jordan Poole and you're you're back with the group with the with the lineup that you want on the floor so you know 
I don't have a problem with Steve Kerr. You know, I know that Steve Kerr is going to make the decision that he thinks is the best for the team. So I don't have disagreements there. And, you know, I'm not a part of the conversations that Steve Kerr is having with his players and with the team and what their overall strategy is going into game five. I don't think that there's a lot of secrets or um, writing on the wall to kind of read between the lines at, at what's going on here at a deeper level. Um, I just think that, you know, at face value, I think that the Warriors have less... The Warriors put themselves in a position to have less risks and for less to go wrong by starting the more traditional starting five, bringing Poole off the bench, um, which Poole's already done, maybe not in the playoffs and maybe not since he's been this incredible dynamic scorer starting in the place of Steph Curry for the past you know, 20, 20 plus, 20, 25 games if you count the postseason. But he's more than capable of coming off the bench and making an impact. And, um, you know, I do think that the news that Andre Iguodala is going to miss the game and, and miss at least the next, the next week of action with neck spasms is it poses an issue for the Warriors. They have a little bit less depth on the wing and guard spots you've got one less ball handler distributor and so going with a more traditional group and bringing Jordan Poole off the bench I think gives them more flexibility than if you start with your best group and and then Draymond Green gets into foul trouble and then you bring in Looney well now you know everything is a little bit off tilt and you can't get those fouls back and so I have a lot of trust in Draymond Green. It's not that I don't think he can do it. I think he's more than capable of doing it. But I just think that the cons outweigh the pros here um, purely from a standpoint of, you know, why even play with the fire like that? You already know that that Steve Kerr is going to go to this group to close the game. And so I just think you're better off starting big, starting Draymond at the four, because, again, I think the priority here is to make Jokic work as hard as possible to score the 30 plus that we know he's going to score and limit his ability to get all of his teammates going. Don't let Bones Highland go off. Don't let Monty Morris go off. Don't let Aaron Gordon go off. And so you put a lot of pressure on Jokic and then down the stretch, you know, Jokic is tired and he's less likely to convert those shots that he was hitting so easily in the first half of the game. That's at least my take on it. Um, I don't think that this is too far out there in right field. Um, and again, I don't think it's necessarily a mistake to start Poole over Looney. Um, and maybe Steve Kirk opts to go in a completely different direction and um, start, you know, bring Clay Thompson off the bench or bring Andrew Wiggins off the bench. I really don't see that happening because... You need a point guard. You need distributors. Um, and so I do think it's going to be a question of Steph Curry or Jordan Poole in the starting lineup or both. Um, but again, no Iguodala. A lot of pressure on Draymond Green starting at the five. And you already know that that group's going to be closing. So what's the deal in a home court advantage closeout game up 3-1 when Denver really hasn't shown a lot of signs of life in a game where the Warriors found themselves in a pretty significant hole on the road in Denver, clawed their way back, tied the game, took the lead down the stretch, 
and just failed to execute in the closing minutes. Um, it's not like you're playing the Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics or the Phoenix Suns or some of these other teams that I think pose completely different challenges for the Warriors, in which case you might find yourself feeling like you need to start the best group from the jump. You don't have the flexibility of, of um, you know, having Draymond start at the four. You need to start small and bring in, have Draymond at the five. I just don't feel like there's that pressure in this Denver series. It's not an elimination game. It's not the finals. So, yeah, I think I've already made my point here. I think it's pretty clear where I stand. Again, I don't think it's a mistake to do otherwise, but my take on it is a starting lineup of Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and Looney should be more than sufficient to kick off things against the Nuggets. If the Nuggets get off to a hot start or Looney picks up some early fouls, sub them out, bring in Jordan Poole, get the offense flowing, and um, and I think that's that'll be more than enough. So one other thing that I did want to touch on here was uh, Clay Thompson and how good he's looked. So, you know, for all of the scrutiny that Clay Thompson got, you know, coming back from the injury, all of the hype and excitement that he's coming back and how good the team's going to be, and he comes back and he looks pretty good. Then he's forcing his shots. He's not looking good. He doesn't look good on defense. He's trying too hard to get into the offense. He's out of rhythm. He's missing shots. He's, you know, too much, too much dribbling, all that stuff. Clay Thompson has been locked in in the playoffs in this postseason. He has been incredibly efficient in every game so far in the postseason, shooting above 46%. In fact, um, in the loss against Denver, he shot 12 of 20, hitting 7 of 11 threes. Uh, game 4 against Denver, he shot 55%, 10 of 18, 6 of 13 from 3. Uh, the first game against Denver at home in Golden State, he went 7 of 15, 5 of 10 from 3. So just absolutely on fire from the three-point line. Super efficient, finding his spots. Um, knocking them down from mid-range. I think that's one thing that's very underrated about Clay Thompson's game is the mid-range. His ability to take advantage of individual matchups. Maybe he's got Monty Morris or Will Barton or Bones Highland switched on him. And his immediate um, ability to recognize the mismatch, get to the low post, and his turnaround fadeaway jump shot is just so sweet. You can't stop it. You can't get to it. Um, it's just a thing of beauty. And so I think Clay Thompson deserves some love here uh, in how good he's been for the Warriors, how consistent he's been offensively from the three-point line, the patience that he's had, his ability to get to the right spots and stay open and stay ready and knock down those open shots uh, when, when we get the ball to him. So real quick, guys, just wanted to remind you that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team, our podcast, for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos or over at thrivefantasy.com. So, 
Uh, real quick, kind of to close this out here, I wanted to take a quick look around the rest of the league, looking at upcoming matchups. I do expect the Warriors to close out Denver tonight at home. I would be thoroughly surprised if Denver comes out and puts a beat down on the Warriors just based on how I've seen this series go. I've really felt like this series has been the Warriors to lose. Denver's just been a little bit undermanned, missing Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Of course, it would be um, a much different series where both those guys healthy, but so it goes. That is the NBA and that is postseason basketball. Health is a big part of your team's ability to um, advance into later rounds in the playoffs. So uh, we've got Phoenix leading the Pelicans three to two, Dallas leading Utah three to two, and Memphis leading Minnesota three to two. So Warriors are going to play the winners of Memphis, Minnesota, assuming they take care of business tonight. Um, yeah, I think that second round matchup is going to be quite a doozy. I'd obviously much rather prefer to play the Minnesota Timberwolves than the Memphis Grizzlies. I do think that the Warriors have enough firepower and are a deep enough team to take care of the Grizzlies, but I do think that the Memphis series would likely go, you know, maybe six or even seven games. Uh, Memphis is a very deep team. They've got a lot of different options. They've got Dylan Brooks, who's more than capable of bothering Steph Curry throughout a series. They've got John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, uh, Desmond Bain. Quite a lot of pieces. They're very well coached. They've got a lot of depth. They go, you know, 10 deep at, at a minimum with a lot of different ways to hurt you. One guy goes down, another guy steps up. They play a very systematic approach to basketball um they are a young team and so while you know the grizzlies did beat the warriors in the play-in tournament last season and did end up with the second best record in the league over the golden state warriors the warriors have been to the five straight finals um you know pre-clay's injury and so memphis doesn't have that level of experience we've seen john ja morant really get punished um in this series so you know, I think that that'll be an interesting matchup to explore more, um, you know, assuming that it does end up being Warriors-Memphis. You know, whoever Morant is guarding can likely get to the rim and score at him at will or take advantage of the mismatch and if they need to double or switch or something, find the open guy. So I don't think that the Memphis team is free of any kind of holes in their game so yeah it's going to be a really interesting series assuming that's what it works out to be um and this is playoff basketball man i think you know we've got we've got a lot of games left to be played the warriors have only won three games they need to win 13 more so we're still in the first round anything can happen um you can't count your chickens before they hatch uh, Warriors need to take care of business tonight. Again, I think they're more than capable of doing that. We'll see if Steve Kerr and the Warriors make an announcement officially of the starting lineup before tip-off, but I think not. Would like to see Looney get into the starting lineup, but if Steve Kerr opts with Jordan Poole and this uh, Fast Five lineup, I don't have an issue with that either. So 
Kind of a short pod. That's all we got for you today. Quickly before we sign off, I also want to remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, the sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.